Welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. Well, welcome to the Stephen Mansfield Podcast. Good to have you with me. I want to dive in today to a very difficult subject. I mean, you're going to squirm while I'm talking about this. Uh, We're all having to deal with it. It's being forced upon us by our government. And you're going to have to decide how you feel. And if you lead an organization of a certain kind, you're going to have to decide how that organization is going to respond. As you probably know, an act called the Equality Act passed the House just recently. It's going to have to pass in the Senate. That's going to be a difficult slog. Uh, You'll have to get 60 votes for this to pass in the Senate, and I'm not sure those votes are there. That means they'll have to pull about 10 Republicans to make it work, and I don't think you have 10 Republicans who will support this, so it probably isn't going to pass this time. But hear me, the Equality Act, or some version of it, will likely pass in the future, and we need to be thinking about it. And we need to be responding to it, uh, especially those of you who are traditional in your religious or gender views. Let me explain what the Equality Act is. Uh, This is a bill that prohibits, uh, prohibits discrimination based on sex, sexual orientation, and gender identity. And it applies this uh, restriction, it applies this prohibition to accommodations, public accommodations and facilities, education, federal funding, employment, housing, credit, uh, housing, credit, and the jury system. In other words, with whatever reach the government has, it's going to prevent, prohibit, to use the technical term, discrimination based on sex, sexual uh, orientation, and gender identity. Now, that sounds pretty fair, right? That sounds pretty good. We're Americans after all. We don't believe people ought to be abused. Um, I'm not gay myself. I don't want my gay friends beaten on. I don't want them abused. I don't want them discriminated against. I don't want them uh, you know, mistreated in some way. At the same time, I don't want their agenda. I don't want their values forced on me. So this is just how we function in America, right? I have gay friends. They're living out their gay lifestyle. And I'm not having that forced on me. I'm a traditional Christian and don't happen to agree with them on that in the same way uh, that I have distant relations, not relations, but friendships with people who are alcoholics. I have distant friendships with people um, who uh, I know some Marxists. (laughs) I know some people who, uh, you know, probably uh, have been in some terrorist organizations in their lives, not condoning any of it. Uh, I'm not saying I'm having these people to dinner at my house, but I know them and I can't change their values. They still are American citizens, but I certainly don't want their values forced on me any more than I'm going to force my values on them. I will try to win them. I will try to win them as a Christian. I will try to walk the, talk them out of their views, but I, I can't. We aren't, we aren't living in a situation where either one of us is forcing values on each other. What's happening in American society today, though, though is exactly the opposite of what, what I've just described. Some folks in Washington have decided uh, that transgender people, LGBTQ people, LGBTQ plus people, um, that they are a protected class, that they are protected just like uh, blacks during the civil rights movement, that they are protected just like people in wheelchairs, and they are a protected class. That's the legal ter- legal phrase. 
And so as a result, uh, a law is being proposed that will prevent discrimination against them in almost any form, certainly in the arenas that I've just described, public accommodations and facilities, education, federal funding, employment, housing, credit, and the jury system. Now, that again sounds pretty fair, except that you'll notice I'm just going to focus on one of these arenas right now, and that's education. I do a lot of consulting, a lot of speaking. I'm very involved with, obviously, Christian universities. I'm a Christian, and I'm a Christian leader, and so I work with, I believe, a lot in higher Christian higher education and work with them. So this law, should it pass, is going to require that a Christian university makes almost no distinction between a heterosexual and a homosexual, makes almost no distinction uh, between a heterosexual and transgender. Uh, this this is going to require that that university show uh, no discrimination whatsoever. Now, I mean discrimination in the positive sense at this moment, and in, in terms of distinguishing, in terms of saying this is a this is an activity we don't allow. Uh, should a student, should a male student, decide he wants to wear a dress and a wig? Uh, that's what gender identity means. Uh, it's not that unusual in our age for uh, a woman to wear pants and uh, to wear, you know, tank top and the same clothes that a guy wears. But it it is unusual for a male, a biological male, to wear a wig and a and a dress. And most Christian universities would not allow that. They would not welcome that in their classes, welcome that in their chapels, welcome that in their cafeteria, welcome students who are committed to that lifestyle. Well, what's going to happen as a result? Uh, As a result of that, uh, the government is saying in this act that it will restrict federal funds, that it will prosecute, that it will remove uh, any kind of federal benefits for that organization, for that university. So we're heading into a real crisis here, and and this is not me getting people all ramped up about LGBTQ. Um, I think some folks just go around just screaming about our gay friends, our, um, you know, queer friends, our transgender friends. I I call them friends because I know people in all those categories. Um, I I think there's kind of a cottage industry of fear and hate regarding them. and I'm, I, I'm, again, I'm a traditional Christian. You already know where I am on these issues. Uh, but I do believe in building relationships with them. I do believe in trying to persuade hearts and uh, bring wholeness to lives. And I'm telling you that what's happening with this law, with this Equality Act, is going to make it, it means that Christian universities, for example, are going to be punished for maintaining their traditional values on these issues. Most traditional Christian universities view homosexuality uh, as a sin. They read the scriptures, they pull those scriptures into their core values, and scripture teaches that homosexuality uh, is a sin, and it's a sinful choice. Now, that's counter to the prevailing values of the age. It's counter, certainly, uh, the Christian university's view of queer, of transgender, uh, of, of gender identity. All of this, of course, is counter, the prevailing view in our culture is counter to what a traditional Christian university is going to maintain. So the question becomes, is it legal to have a traditional Christian university in America? Is it legal? Imagine that I have to ask that question in this age. Is it legal 
for there to be a traditional Christian university in America. And I'm saying without my hair on fire, without being overly excited, without trying to, you know, I'm not trying to raise money here for this, for this broadcast by, you know, making myself the champion of some cutting edge cause. But I am telling you as a matter of cultural analysis that that is seriously in question, whether it is legal for a traditional Christian university to exist. That is seriously in question right now. In fact, I will tell you frankly that I am counseling Christian universities to have an emergency plan. Should federal funding be pulled, and this is possible should this act pass, should federal funding be pulled? What does that look like? That means that you don't have the Pell Grants. That means that you don't have federal money uh, going to these universities. That means if I'm a student at I don't know, pick a university, Wheaton, um, that I can't take federal money and go to that school, that that money is denied to that traditional school because, in theory now, the Equality Act would prevent me from using federal money at any school which does not hold the government's view of LGBTQ. That's where we're heading. It also means, by the way, that since accreditation, regional accreditation, is a governmental function, it's very possible that accreditation will be pulled from schools that hold traditional values, traditional views on these issues. This is what the Equality Act can do. We already have this uh, issue raised regarding abortion. We already have this issue raised regarding LGBTQ. A lot of organizations, a lot of Christian universities are having to decide what they're going to do. Some have just accommodated. Some have just caved. I'm not going to name names at this point, but some have just caved and said, well, we'll just, we'll just welcome them and we won't distinguish ourselves from the culture and we won't uh, uh, make a decisive difference uh, on these issues so that we can continue, you know, teaching scripture and teaching our, our core values and teaching um, what we do in the university, and the university can exist. Other universities are taking more daring stands, and I admire them quite, quite frankly for doing this, because if your values are important at all, they shouldn't be values that you surrender just because of a governmental act, quite frankly. I think all of us believe that. So bottom line, we are heading into a rather tumultuous time when it comes to traditional religious organizations. Those organizations, be they Muslim, be they Catholic, be they Protestant, uh, be they Jewish, that are traditional, that are, to use the modern term uh, for it, conservative, and hold two values that are ancient, they stand in tension with the current trend of government, particularly, and you know how cautious I am about saying things like this, particularly the Biden administration. The Biden administration has been stunningly strident on these issues. This really is, on this issue, the Obama administration third term. And we are going to see very strident action. All of that's being signaled by the Biden administration, by the Biden administration, the Biden administration. <laughs> the Bi- that, was, that really was a mistake. Um, the Biden administration, when it comes to abortion, when it comes to LGBTQ, when it comes to these issues. And they have made transgender a frontline issue. By the way, you know, sometimes we should check on what percentage of the country we're really talking about here. I don't want to see anybody abused. But sometimes, you know, gay America is only about 1% or 2%. Am I saying they should be abused? Of course not. But should the entire moral fabric of the society be overturned in order to accommodate 1% or 2% of the country? No. Laws should be there preventing discrimination in, in, in the broad sense. But no, 
we shouldn't we shouldn't completely undo uh, faith based America because uh, a few people want to do want to make choices about their sexual orientation. So you understand what I'm trying to say here. We are a fair country. We are a country that wants to protect people at every level. We do not believe in abuse. We do not believe in people being beaten on the streets. We do not believe in people uh, being discriminated against in their fundamental rights. But the Biden administration and this Equality Act is going far, far further than we perhaps had ever imagined. It's probably not going to pass the Senate this time. We will see it again. Christian universities, Christian schools, and yes, churches to some extent need to prepare themselves. They need to think through what they're doing. They need to prepare for a world in which federal money does not flow into their coffers and perhaps in which accreditation is pulled. So alternate methods of funding will have to be developed and alternate systems of accreditation will have to be developed. Is this uh, a new move of uh, persecution of Christians? It is a minor form. I don't, want to, I don't want to say minor. It is a legal form of persecution. It's not people being hung, strung up on crosses. It's not people having their churches burned down. We're not there yet. But there's no question that there is persecution of traditional Christian organizations rising in this country. I mean, remember, during the Obama during. The, during the Obama administration, I'm sorry, I keep wanting to say O'Biden, but during the Obama administration, you recall that the owners of Hobby Lobby, the Green family, had to go to the Supreme Court to keep from being uh, cited, charged, prosecuted by our government for refusing to have abortifacients as part of their medical health care provisions for their employees when their employees, by the way, didn't didn't want to have abortifacients, but the government was forcing it on them. You remember that the uh, Obama administration uh, literally went after an order of nuns, literally went after an order of nuns who, of course, being nuns, were pro-life and didn't want to have to provide abortion services and their medical care. I could go on and on and on. I think it's a weird way of thinking. I think it's a sickness. And I think it's very odd that the two people who are the primary leaders of this movement are people who claim to be Catholic. Biden, Mr. Biden claims to be Catholic. Nancy Pelosi claims to be Catholic. And yet they are fierce in support of abortion and fierce in support of LGBTQ. I mean, as I've said before on this podcast, Mrs. Pelosi literally sneaks abortion funding into every major bill. Remember back in the spring when we were uh, looking forward to some kind of a COVID relief bill and part of the sticking point in in Congress was that Pelosi had put uh, funding for abortion into, snuck funding for abortion into this bill as though that had anything to do with COVID relief. It's like every opportunity she will take to expand abortion as though every issue Uh, will be enhanced or improved in some way if we just take more babies and if we just expand LGBTQ rights, when, of course, neither of those had anything to do with the issue of COVID relief. Okay, it's easy to paint people who speak like I'm just speaking as bigots. It's easy to paint uh, us as some kind of reactionary, angry folks. That's not true. Most of us live in America with a live and let live attitude. What's happening now, though, is the uh, issue the these trendy frontline issues LGBTQ transgender abortion these issues are going to be forced on more traditional religious people 
In fact, officials in the Biden administration have absolutely said that if there comes tension between LGBTQ rights and traditional religious rights, there will be a lean in this administration to LGBTQ. That's where we're living. That's where we're going. I strongly urge our Christian organizations, in fact, all religious organizations who might be affected by this, to begin to anticipate a day when the Equality Act is law. Do I want it? No. Do I think it's going to happen this time in the Senate? No. But it will come back, and it will come back, and it will come back, and it will be an issue. We are living up against the edge of things that we have talked about for decades, and now they are upon us, and we need to be wise. Stephen Mansfield is a New York Times best-selling author, a popular speaker, and a frequent faith and culture commentator on Fox and CNN. His groundbreaking books on faith and society include The Faith of George W. Bush, The Search for God in Guinness, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, and Lincoln's Battle with God. Learn more at stephenmansfield.tv.